hey, it's Dave, and you know I'm not a fan of pre-rolls, so the fact that I'm doing one, you know this is important, and it's time-sensitive, because March 21st at 5.30 Eastern, myself and my favorite book guru, Thomas Umstadt Jr., are doing a webinar on book launch secrets. And if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch, you'll learn more about it. But I just wanted to get this in here because that's right around the corner. Again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. Today on the podcast review show, we're taking a look at the ankylosing spondylitis podcast. Thicken up your skin and get ready for a supersized serving of opinion. Delivering constructive criticism and powerful praise, it's the podcast review show. This is the podcast that takes the guesswork out of first-time impressions. You'll discover new podcasts while learning podcasting tips. Join in on the conversation via voicemail, email, comments, and polls. It's all at our website, podcastreviewshow.com. Hey, welcome to the Podcast Review Show. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com. This is where we bring somebody on. In this case, we have Jason tonight from the Ankylosing Spondylitis Podcast. Say that three times fast. And uh, we're going to figure out what he's doing right, maybe to see if there's anything that maybe just needs a little bit of polishing. And joining me, as always, is Eric K. Johnson from the Podcast Talent Coach Podcast. Eric, how's it going, buddy? Things are great, Dave. Looking uh, looking forward to getting back at it again. Are you impressed that I said Ankylosing Spondylitis Almost correctly. I, I am, I'm not going to try and say it. So you, I'm very proud of you for nailing it on the first try. We didn't even have to edit that. That was great. Uh, Jason, what inspired you to start the podcast? Well, really, it was uh, a number of things. But first of all, I, I've had this for 35 years. And I was diagnosed when I was 14. I've had symptoms back to when I was about 11 or so. And when I had started a previous podcast on a different topic, I had received advice from Glenn, the geek, to niche down and go narrow on the topic. And I didn't. I didn't take it, unfortunately. And then I had a conversation with another gentleman named Lee Silverstein. Silverstein? So I never guess my last name right. He had done a podcast on colon cancer. And I said, well, geez, I can kind of, I've got something like that that I'm aware of, which is what I have. And it just led into doing the show. I guess, what's the overall goal of the show? You know, when I started off, I wasn't really sure. I just kind of wanted to get out some of my feelings and thoughts on ankylosing spondylitis. There's a number of boards on Facebook where people come in and they ask questions. But this one thing about this disease is it's relatively rare. There's more people that have this than that have uh, rheumatoid arthritis or MS combined. But Ankylosing spondylitis just didn't get as good a PR agents. And so, <laughs> or um, name, <laughs> or name. So it's just not known, even though there's a number that suffer. And, and I really just wanted to let people know as I started this off that they weren't alone. Uh, when I was diagnosed at 14, there was no internet, there was no, you know, anything except old encyclopedias. So you didn't run into anybody else with this. And I just wanted people to know. They could listen to this podcast. I wanted to keep it relatively short format, 15 to 20 minutes long, that they could listen while they were getting up in the morning, going to bed, whatever. Jason, is there another name for it? Is there a nickname that the medical industry uses for ankylosing spondylitis? Uh, no, AS. They're, AS. they're shortened to AS. Okay. 
is and is the show for those suffering from the disease or uh, for those who aren't and and uh, giving them an opportunity to better understand it? The way I build a show is that it's for people that have it or caregivers of people that have it. Okay. Because it's a very difficult disease to understand because you're in constant pain. Now, every day is a different scale of pain, but you're always in pain. So if you had a spouse that had it, I, I did this show so that you could maybe listen to somebody else talk about their experiences with it and say, okay, it's not just my spouse being you know, overly dramatic or making things up. There really is something to this. And maybe I should delve a little bit deeper into this and be a little more compassionate on some days with some of their issues. Does the disease affect your entire body or particular parts like rheumatoid arthritis are going to affect maybe the joints in the hands or things like that? What is what is this disease attack? Ankylosing spondylitis basically is a inflammation and attacking of the spine is is what the the correct term of it is, but it affects pretty much everything. In my case, it's affected my lower back, hips, legs, spine, both lower spine and my neck. And uh, that's, well, that's about it. And my rib cage. Jeez. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much everything other than your arms. <laughs> right. Wow. Well, and there are, you know, people don't realize this. There are some famous people that you would know the people. You just wouldn't realize that they have AS. Dave is a guitar player. You'll know who Mick Mars is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mick Mars has AS in that he treated it with Coke and all the other stuff. And if you watch the right. movie or read the book, you'll see what he went through. Uh, there's a gentleman named Dan Reynolds, who's the lead singer of the Imagine Dragons. Uh, oh, yeah. He has AS. Now, he's relatively early in it, so he's not the atypical. There is no atypical, but he has AS. If you go way back, you remember Ed Sullivan. Yeah. Ed Sullivan always stood hunched over, and that's a classic characteristic of AS. Well, that and even when, if you think about the, you know, the classic, ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles, he kind of turns his whole body instead of just his arm. It's kind of slightly right. awkward. And I'm, you kind of, now that I hear that, you kind of go, oh, well, that explains a lot. So Yeah, his neck was probably fused. He didn't talk a lot about it, but his neck was probably pretty well fused at that point. Wow. Naturally or through surgery? Naturally. Wow. There's a couple ways they're still looking at genetic things for it, but basically most people with AS are genetically prone to having their bodies create, and this is really oversimplification of it, but they create too many white blood cells. When your white blood cells have nothing to do, they come up with something to do. In this case, it's attack your cartilage. By the time I was 21, uh, I had my first left hip replacement because they had eaten all the cartilage away in my left hip. At 21? Um, yeah, I had my right hip done at 23. Jeez. And then when a number of years, my right hip is still going strong, knock on wood. Left hip I've had done two more times since. And it also attacked, uh, do you know what your sacroiliac joints are? No. Basically, when you put your right hand and touch your left foot, and you bend down to do that, your hips are flexing. And part of that is your sacroiliac joint is allowing your hips to twist. It's a, it's kind of a break in the hip, but it, it allows your hips to have some flexibility to them. Okay. 
most people with AS lose all mobility. I, I no longer have sacroiliac joints. They're completely fused over. Wow. Needless to say, and I walk with a cane. So I always joke, I'm, I'm writing some stand-up comedy and my first joke comes out on stage. It says, look, cause I'm all hunched over and I got a drop foot and I'm on a cane. My first joke is, can you believe three women thought this is the best that they could do? <laughs> <laughs> nice. So if you can't have fun with it, there's, there's always somebody out there that's worse off than you. So um, my message with this show is just to try and give people a lift up, give them something to say, Hey, I'm not alone. Something to think about, whatever. Yeah. Well, you're, you're making great strides with that. Let's uh, I'll, I'll play the, this is, I think the opening, I don't know, maybe first two minutes or so. Welcome to the Ankylosing Spondylitis Podcast, hosted by me, Jason Saga. I'm a 35-year-plus spondee looking to bring the community closer. I'll be reaching out to organizations, doctors, nutritionists, and anyone that I think can help increase our spondee quality of life. Hello, welcome to this episode of the Ankylosing Spondylitis Podcast. I want to start this episode off a little bit different today. I got an email from a gentleman, and I want to read an excerpt from the email to you. It really touched my heart to get this. Uh, it was really, really cool. It says, hey, Jason, my name is blank. I'm a 21-year-old law student who just got diagnosed in June with AS. I've spent my entire life in agonizing pain that resulted in breaking both my ankles twice, a broken neck, reconstructive shoulder surgery that ended my brief college baseball career, and a plethora of other physical and mental issues that would take too long to highlight in detail. I wanted to reach out to you because I was initially in denial about having an incurable disease, and it devastated me mentally. I had spent the majority of this summer feeling overwhelmed and depressed, which increased my flares and overall pain. The pressure of having law school in a few weeks was no help either. I had been in pretty bad shape until three weeks ago when I found your podcast one night. For whatever reason, your calm demeanor, honesty, and just authentic decency I could hear from you wanting to help people made me feel better about having this disease and genuinely eased my pain knowing that I am not the only person out here in a blinding pain that is impossible to articulate. I cannot thank you enough for doing what you have done by starting that podcast and opening up a dialogue about specific problems that such a small amount of the population would ever understand or deal with. He goes on to talk about a few other things, but I absolutely was touched by that message. This is such a disease that can absolutely isolate you, make you not want to get out and interact with other people because of numerous issues, whether they be physical or mental limitations, as you come to grips with this. So with that said, I really appreciate that letter. I really appreciate all of you listeners. The show has been growing by leaps and bounds. I can see the download numbers come in from around the world. It's just so fantastic to see not only fellow Americans, but everybody else around the world joining me in this journey for ankylosing spondylitis. Because whether we're in India, Brazil, United States, Australia, Japan, wherever, we may all have different accents, we might speak a different language, but we're all tied together by ankylosing spondylitis, which is a bond that nobody else can understand except for another person with ankylosing spondylitis. So Eric, I'll let you uh, start. What are your thoughts on the the opening? I like the fact that it was quick. We got right to the point. Uh, we, we jumped right into the content. The, um, the very beginning of it, you start with your 35 year plus 
uh, survivor of it. That really gives you some authority in the space, uh, gives us a reason to believe what you're saying and, and a reason to listen to you and thinking that you may be able to help us uh, as we fight through it. Um, so I love that part. I love the email part of it. Great uh, example of some social proof of uh, the listeners coming and uh, supporting what you're doing. And uh, you do a great job reading the email. You didn't sound like you were reading. You added some inflection to it, a little bit of personality to it. I like the opening of the show where you talk about bringing together experts like uh, organizations and doctors and nutritionists and and uh, just trying to give people tips and help through it. I, the whole opening was great. It, great pacing, uh, great momentum as we got into the conversation. What what are you using to record this? Well, that's funny. I have actually switched the opening music okay. because that sounded like I was in an echo tunnel and I didn't like the, the the echoey sound of that. So I used a little bit of a different music, but I used the same audio track. I just put a different sound to it. Got it. And but I'm using Audacity. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because the only thing because so, I, I I'm with Eric. I thought it was great. It came in and the, it was a great email, and it's just one of those things where I heard that, and I'm like, I want to play that on the School of Podcasting because that's exactly what I tell people all the time. When somebody finds your show, they're going to go, oh, my gosh, I thought I was the only one going through that, and that's exactly what that guy said. Uh, so if I were to to like pull out my tweezers and really – the only thing I would do is is have that music kind of stops abruptly, but it sounded like it kind of faded out. I would just make them overlap just a little bit. So the music fades out as you start to talk. But I mean, that's, I mean, I really had to dig to go, is there anything that could be like, because it was kind of like it stopped and then you, you came in and it wasn't, it's so quick. Well, that's like I say, this is like really nitpicky on this part. No, that, I'm sorry, I, but that's a great point because what it is, is I recorded a wave and I have it just as a piece that once I have the episode done, mm-hmm. I just tag that music and opening scene on the front, double click it in Audacity, and it's, you know, links them together. So it does just stop. But th- I never thought about putting the music and fading it out while I start to talk into yeah. it. Yeah, really, the the show I thought was was great. You, you have some great information and anything that that I bring up tonight is, is really kind of nitpicky. There was, there was one little segment. And in fact, let me just play this. This episode is going to be about sacroiliac joint pain. I've had a lot, a lot of experience with this. So I'm going to tie in a lot of my own stuff, but man, this one is one that everybody with AS for the most part experiences to some various degree. And we're going to touch base and talk about that. So here we go. And that's, it sounds weird, but because there's only one topic, I thought it was weird that you kind of introduced it and then did the topic when you could have just said, hey, today we're going to talk about such and such, and then just gone into it. But you introduced the topic and then said, let's get into it. And I'm like, well, I thought we were already into it because you said today we're going to talk about so-and-so. So again, these are very minor things. I just thought... I just expect you to keep on going because you started off with, you know. This episode is going to be about sacroiliac joint pain. So I, I was wow. just like, okay, well, there I know where we're going, and here he goes. So we're going to talk about that. So I just thought it was, again, and I'm I'm really nitpicking, the fact that you're kind of like, hey, so let's start talking about it. And I'm like, I thought we were. So <laughs> it was just a, a weird little thing. Like I say, I'm, I'm really getting nitpicky uh, about that. 
the no because that's good feedback because on my other show i did 104 episodes that were all interview episodes i i never did an episode that was just me talking off the cuff mm. so now these episodes i'm just i'm just talking and i i forget things because i don't might not have it uh um storyboarded out or anything and i just start talking and that's the mistakes that happen. Well, that's actually, I, I think one of the the bright sides of the podcast is you do sound like you're, it's not, I don't know if it's scripted or bullet points or what you got in front of you, but it, it didn't sound, you know, it wasn't like, okay, today we're going to be talking about, you know, where you're reading it to us. It just sounded like you were talking to somebody across the table, very conversational. And yet you had, you were focused. You know, it wasn't like all of a sudden you started talking about, you know, I don't know. Remember this one time? Well, let me tell you, you know, there weren't a bunch <laughs> of tangents and you're talking about bow hunting in the middle of pain medications or something like that. So Eric, one little adjustment that I would have uh, made at the beginning was to get the definition of the disease a little, a uh, little closer to the front, because uh, just coming into it and not knowing what ankylosing spondylitis is or, or how it affects anybody, I would have liked to have known that up front. Now you're telling me that the show is for those suffering from it or helping those who are. So I'm assuming most people who listen to the show are aware of what it is and how it affects the body. But you you do give a pretty solid definition of it around four and a half minutes into the show. Um, And you kind of talk about what it is and how it affects the body. I would have liked to maybe have seen that a little closer to the front of the show, just to kind of bring people up to speed with uh, what it is we're talking about and dealing with and, and fighting. And, um, you know, the, the definition of the disease is pretty broad. And then we get down into, okay, now on this particular episode, we're talking about how ankylosing spondylitis affects the sacroiliac uh, joint, you know? And so now okay. we're, we're narrowing it down a little further. So th- that would be the only adjustment I would make to the beginning is kind of move that definition up front a little more and just kind of make sure everybody's on the same page as we're, as we're starting off on the journey. Thank you. And then one other adjustment, and it was weird because normally this kind of thing happens either throughout the whole thing or it doesn't happen at all. And you had one little section at the end where you had a bit of a popping pee issue. Alleviating some or all of this pain. But again, that, that's just one option. You know, there's stretching that you can do to help, staying active, some simple bike riding. So we had bike riding pain. There were like four of them. They're like, And it's weird because you didn't have that problem at all through and there were any of the other episodes. So I was like, I don't know what happened there, but that's just one of those things. Again, I'm kind of nitpicking. I'm like, all right, well, it may be that you're moving around or whatever you're moving papers, you know, whatever. But it was, and again, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, I'm tuning out. It was just like, hmm, what's going on with that? Cause it wasn't there. The, the, uh, the rest of the show. Yeah. Maybe the angle toward the mic just kind of changed yeah. as you were near in the end or something. One thing I, I do want to point out, is because it's kind of interesting as I'm playing these, some of these I ran through off phonic and some of them I did not like that one. I did not. And I had to turn it up all the way on my mixer so we could hear it. And that is your, your recording levels a little low. Uh, normally I want like right here, you're at about mm, tops minus eight. Most of this is down here about minus 14. And with audio, you want to get up like when you get to zero, it's weird. You go up to zero. And so I usually shoot somewhere between minus six and minus three. So it's like up here. 
And the good news is it didn't sound bad. A lot of times when you record super low, what fills in is a bunch of hiss. And so I didn't hear that. And when I listened to it now, I kind of cheat. I listen overcast and overcast kind of automatically adjusts the volume level because some people record really loud and some people record really soft. And that way I don't have to blow out my ears. But it was uh, just something that I was like, hmm, not sure what's going on here. Uh, but it just, again, it wasn't a huge deal. But if I open up, uh, we are looking at, I think, the whole thing. So if I look at, I'll open up a file here. This was, uh, and you're in mono. I accidentally saved it in stereo. But anyway, there's there's your original. And then on Alphonic, you know, it's, it's up, again, around minus three, minus six. So it's just something <laughs> you could record a little louder. The good news, like I said, there, I, it's kind of like, well, you could do this. But it wasn't like, at least for me, it wasn't a, a big deal. But there are some people that may be using other apps. Uh, I remember when I used to live up near Cleveland, and I was using the Apple Podcast app, and there were some people that recorded. So, well, I'll, I'll give you an example. Audible, record. they have a, a, a standard that is lower than the whatever standard for podcasting. And if I'm on a busy street walking a dog and I'm listening to an audiobook, forget about it. I can't, it, I can't hear it. It drives me crazy. So, you know, so like I say, it wasn't a huge deal. But it might be something that in the future you just kind of go, let's see if I can grab that volume and crank it up a little more. So I'm I'm up near the yellow. You don't want to go into the red. That's bad. But the yellow will just give you a little, little better sound and kind of close the door a little bit so hiss can't get in. But uh, Eric, did you have any other thoughts on the overall flow of the the show? We haven't got to the ending yet. It was the, the thing I kind of liked about it is you had one topic. You covered it well. Uh, the only thing I thought of. And I didn't have a problem with that, but because you're talking about medical stuff, you might want to throw in a little CYA and just say, hey, just for the record, you know, this, this information, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I didn't I'm, think of that. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a, I don't even play one on TV, but if you have any questions about this before taking action, always consult your doctor just cause you know, you're, you're going to find that one person that's like, well, I tried it and then I've, you know, whatever. So I would throw in some sort of, I do that on my weight loss show. I always start off, I'm like, I'm not a doctor. I'm, I just, I'm just a dude in the basement trying to lose some weight. So, you know, this is. And that's great. I, my newest episode it talked about six things to try. And I probably put that in there about 10 times. It's probably in there more than the six <laughs> things to try. Is it, I'm not a doctor, <laughs> you know, go talk to your doctor about whether this is the right thing to do or not for your particular situation. Yeah. So that's great that's advice. Great. Yeah, I love the tips that you give in this particular episode. Uh, you give a lot of useful information, not only for people who are trying to diagnose it and figure out if this is what they actually have, but how to deal with it and how to cope with it. Um, I thought the episode moved fast. It was uh, it was short. It had some great momentum. You didn't you didn't sit on one particular tip and and you know beat a dead horse you just you gave the information you made it useful you gave us enough to to make it valuable and then moved on to the next tip and rocked right through it i love that it was well produced you sounded great i didn't have any issues with audio quality i was listening to this issue, uh this episode on a uh desktop where i typically listen in my headphones and sounded great to me i thought overall it was it was a quality show you put it together well thank you and the uh the end is kind of short and sweet let me go ahead and uh we'll take a listen to that it's a very important topic i really thank you all again i, I can't tell you enough how much i thank you all for your listening and if you have questions 
topics of interest, please don't hesitate to reach out and let me know. Talk to you later. Bye. So quick to the point, and we we have a, a different problem, Eric. Normally we have people <laughs> with 37 calls to action. Right. Unless I missed it. Is there a call to action here? I was well. Jason. Jason says, "Reach out." Yeah, you know, if you have any questions, reach out. But Jason, I don't know how to get a hold of you. I mean, even, I, even when I went over to the website, I couldn't find an email address or well, anything, unless I'm unless I'm missing it. So, um, no, I don't know how you want me to get a hold of you. Uh, sending carrier pigeons your direction or what? <laughs> but you know, that that would have been helpful. When I like I said, when I started this, I really didn't anticipate um, having. I started this on kind of just a lark and I used a podcast uh, uh, hosting company called Podbean, which included a website with it. Mm. And I was using the Podbean uh, website. And again, there was really no call to actions that I was anticipating because I wasn't I'm not selling a course. I'm not selling anything. So there, there really wasn't a call, a major idea. Now I have a website being built. And once that comes out, there will be some calls to action uh, around it. But again, most of the people that listen to this will find me on one of the, and I probably should have said that you can find me on any of the ankylosing spondylitis forums on Facebook or, or something along that lines, or go to the ankylosing spondylitis page on, on Facebook to get in touch with me. Uh, yeah, but, I noticed on your website you had your uh, Facebook link and your Instagram link. So even there, I mean, obviously, you start off this episode with that great email, that note from the listener. So obviously, somebody's figuring out how to find you. And um, if if people are looking to form a community and have somewhere to talk about this, you know, give them that opportunity. And if you don't have an email address where people can shoot you notes, uh, definitely send them over to your your website where the Facebook link is, or just send them directly to facebook.com slash whatever your handle is so people can engage with you and interact with you. That way you start creating that community. And when you do launch your new website, you have somebody to tell about it. Okay. Do you have a domain yet set for, for this? I know you don't, the website's being built, but do you have a domain for it? Yes. Because what you can- Yes, I own- Two, I own spondypodcast.com and the ankylosing spondylitispodcast.com. Yeah, that's a that's going to be a fun one. Now, the good news is somebody who has it knows how to spell it, but spondypodcast might be a little easier to type. And I, you, that's the one we're using. Yeah, you could, unless the webmaster needs it, you could always point that at the current website you're using. And that way you could still say it in your podcast. And then once he has that, you know, there's a way to kind of build a, a website backstage. And then once he, pushes it to the public, then you could redirect the domain name to point at the other website. That's kind of one of the nice things about a website that you can kind of just point at whatever you want. Uh, so that might be an option if you want to. That way you can can kind of get the the branding going in your podcast. Uh, I know we're we're only 17 episodes in, but at least that way, if somebody does come back and hear your, your back catalog, they can still go to your website. And in the future, it'll just point at something a, a little different than what you have now. So that might be something you you look into. Okay. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Because um, I, I, it's kind of not fair to, to talk about this podcast or the the website, because like you said, one's being built. The, the biggest thing I thought was missing is there's no menu at the top. So usually for me, I'm looking for an about page so somebody can explain you know what the show's about, maybe about the host. There's a contact page. 
those are kind of the the bare bones minimum. And then if you have some sort of uh, subscribe option or something like that, or you know, and that's where you get into things like products and things like that. And if you have those, great. Right. If not, but I had to scroll way down to the bottom to get to to this, and I wasn't sure if uh, with your your current media host, if there's a way to put that towards the top or something like that. And um, there isn't. This is just the free, as you see it. This is just the free little blurb that comes with captivate.fm. So this really isn't even the website. You know, it's, it's just something that is a fast way for everybody to access the episodes. Uh, There's no real content that you can put out there besides you. I should say you can't restructure it to look any other way, but what it is. Mm. That's interesting. Cause yeah, it's, it's, I mean, at this point you have black text on a black background that we can't really (laughs) see. And, and some of the buttons here again are, are kind of black on gray and it just doesn't work. But in, in your show notes, which on one hand, it's a short show, so you're not going to have a ton of show notes. But when I came to episode 14, you know, you just basically have a sentence here. And I don't know, I guess um, you have it in here. My last x-ray of these joints. You're, you're, so you explain you're talking about the sacroiliac joint pain. I just wasn't sure if you wanted to expand on that and say, because I know you mentioned, you know, here are some other symptoms and things like that. And I just, to me, the, the more you can add, the better the chance that Google's going to find it. I don't know. What are your thoughts, Eric? I, I felt the same way. You gave some great, useful information and tips in this particular episode. Dave, if you could click on episode 17 uh, up top, I thought these show notes were much stronger. Mm. Um, these listed some tips. They list some resources. It's not very long. It's five paragraphs, but it just offers a lot more value and information than the uh, the show notes in episode 14 that we listened to. So I would recommend you kind of do this. That way people can go, oh, you know what? I didn't get to take notes during the episode, but I love the tips. I'll go to the show notes and there they, there they are. Helps Google find it, helps your listeners, provides value gets them. So as you're building out your new website, I would highly recommend you flesh out the, the, the uh, show notes a little more. Um, the plugin that I use typically recommends 300 words or, or more in order to help your SEO. So if you uh, just flush it out a little bit more than what you have. It'll be fun when you get the, the new website going, but, uh, and I see you have, uh, you have a pod chaser rating at the top. So that's something, uh, I'm familiar with them. I know they want to be the IMDB of podcasting, but I didn't realize you could put a a rating. So there's something else to to beg people for besides iTunes ratings now. So I was I I, I thought we needed that. I'm like we need something else to beg for. So that's cool. So when you yeah, was, uh, when you use Spondy Podcast, is it S P O N D Y or D I D Y D Y Spondy Podcast? Okay. Yeah, and every everybody with this condition. They call themselves saying I'm a spondy. So that's why I, I took it like that. As yeah. It's a it's a very readily known word for anybody with ankylosing spondylitis. Yeah, because they probably don't want to say I'm an AS like that. No. Yes. Not not gonna work. But uh all in all, you know, uh, it makes so much more sense because I was when I first got to the website, I was like, hmm. It's it's one of those where the show's pretty good. I liked it. It was quick to the point. I liked your uh, 
your kind of just conversational style. And I thought you had some great information. So all in all, really, I was more, most of my notes were about your website, but that makes sense now that you're having, having somebody else build one. Uh, like I said, a couple of things with the, the recording level. And again, that didn't cause me any problems. When I listened to it, I listened to it walking around the neighborhood with headphones on and I, I could still hear it. So, but just, it's one of those things, if you get a chance, you might want to bump it up just a bit. I do like the fact that you got right in the weeds. Like the minute you start and you, you started talking about that joint pain. And instantly I had no idea what you were talking about. So I'm like, okay, good. This is, this is, you know, we're, we're into the deep end of the pool already, but uh, Eric, any other final thoughts here as we start to uh, wrap things up? I, I thought it was a solid podcast. I love that it was short and easily consumable, but just packed full of useful information. Uh, you moved through it pretty quickly, but not too fast to where the listener wasn't grabbing it. I'd like to see the the definition of the of the disease a little earlier in the episode to get everybody on the same train before it pulls out of the station and you hit the tracks running. The show has great momentum. You have a great conversational style. Uh, but at the end, make sure people have a way to get in touch with you so they can they can share in the community and be part of what you have going. Is there any kind of official AS foundation? Not a foundation. There's an organization yeah. out of California, the Spondylitis Arthritic. I I don't have it right here in front That's of me, right. the exact name of it. But yes, there is a there's an organization out of California that is set up for all spondyloarthritis, which or I just butchered the name, but it's <laughs> ankylosing spondylitis, it's psoriatic arthritis. There's there's a number of them that all tie in under this same heading. Okay, because I was going to say you might want to reach out to those folks and say, hey, I've started this podcast about AS. Would you care to partner with this? I I could help promote what you're doing. You could promote what I'm doing. Maybe later give me some money because I'm helping your cause. Uh-huh. I've run into some people that will do that. I know we mentioned Lee Silverstein earlier. Uh, I know he's he's partnered with some people. I know a few people, especially in the nonprofit area, where they'll reach out to the the biggest organization and kind of say, hey, you're trying to get the word out. I've got your, you know, your target audience here. And plus they might have, you know, something that if you ever want to add like a news segment or something like that, they might be a great source of information. So that would be, uh, that would be my only kind of suggestion going forward. You might want to look into and in just uh, in terms of growing your audience. So yeah, that's in the talks right now. Nice. Did you have any questions for us? No, I, you know, David, you got me started doing the podcasting, and then I kind of say I I honed my teeth on the first 104 episodes I did with the other show, figured out I don't need a bunch of equipment, just it was Dave's school of podcasting and an idea, and then I've listened to Eric, I, I listened to almost every one of your shows you have out, so between the two of you, uh, you're a, you keep me pretty busy on Saturdays and Sundays listening <laughs> to your stuff, Thank and you. Um, so I, I really enjoyed all that immense amount of feedback I've gotten just from each of your independent shows. And I was really looking forward to having both of your minds look at this and say, does this even seem like, cause sometimes you put an idea out there, but you don't know if it's on the track, so to speak, you know, if it's making any sense. And I, I really wasn't sure if this was resonating or I, I guess I really wanted somebody looking at it that didn't have ankylosing spondylitis to look at it and say, okay. I, I kind of get an idea of what he's doing, where he's going, and it, it makes some sense. I definitely think it does. I think you're heading in the right direction. Uh, I think the show sounds great, and 
to me, not having the disease feels like it makes that connection. It's not, uh, it's not too deep in the weeds where an average Joe couldn't understand what you're discussing. It's deep enough and niche down enough where it's super helpful for those who are. So I think you have a great show. Thank you. Yeah. And I could see, especially like you, you said, it's kind of, you know, it's also for caregivers. And I learned so much about the disease just from well, right now talking with you, obviously, but also just listening of all the different side effects that I was like, I, you know, I, I have so much respect just for you. Cause I would be like, I'd be in bed. I'd be like, forget it. I'm done. Uh, it just, it's, it's just to walk around in pain all day. I was like, wow, that's, you know, amazing. And I know you have a job and you're, you know, it's not like you're just sitting around. All right. Well, I'm just going to wait around till things fuse together. You know, you still got to get up and live. And I was like, wow, I have a whole new respect for uh, just, uh, and, and even earlier you said something about, well, there's always somebody who's got it worse. And I was like, that's, that's uh, your, your attitude's amazing. And I, I think it comes through in your podcast. You, you have a great attitude and you have uh, one of my favorite traits of a podcaster is the, the, just a, a need to kind of serve a, a community. You want to help people. And uh, you obviously are with the email that we, uh, we got. So eventually the, the website's going to be again, Spondy. What's the rest of it? Spondy, com should be up and rolling by knock on wood, the beginning of January ish. Um, <laughs> it's being built all in, this is way ahead above me, but it's something called HTML five. So it's making it, it's a, it's a real website, not just a cut and paste that I'm used to usually doing. Right. And um, so I wanted it done right. I figured everybody that's dealing with this, I want it done right. I'm going to have, because I've got people that listen around the world, uh, I found out a way to make sure that if anybody is in Australia, Europe, uh, United States, Canada, they want to buy an ankylosing spondylitis podcast t-shirt of, you know, links to each one so that it can be fulfilled. I want to do this right. Well, another thing you can do, I know you mentioned earlier about a Facebook group for, for AS, uh, a good guest you might want to have is the moderator because moderators have egos too. And, and the fact that you could bring him on the podcast and then he might be open to publicizing that in the group because, well, it's him. So that's, that's another strategy you might look into is reaching out to the the moderator for two things. Number one, you know, he's, uh, he or she might have, uh, some insights. And number two, um, it's just building that relationship. So he might have some insights, you know, depending on how long he's, he or she has been moderating the Facebook group, they might have some insights. So, so spondypodcast.com in the future. And yes. Coming soon to a theater near you. Excellent. And uh, <laughs> speaking of websites, Eric, where can people find you? Always over at podcasttalentcoach.com. All my uh, helpful worksheets and resources, coaching information, all right there for you anytime you need it. How about you, Dave? You can find me at schoolofpodcasting.com. And if you would like to be reviewed, it's super simple. Just go over to podcastreviewshow.com. Jason's got the seat all warmed up for you, and we'd be happy to help you again. Figure out what you're doing right so you can do more of that and find those things that might need just a little bit of polishing. So, Thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Podcast Review Show.
This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world, one download at a time. Hey, it's Dave. Thanks for sticking around here. Again, this is not the norm, but we've kind of got a time-sensitive issue here because this webinar is March 21st about book launch secrets. It's myself and Thomas Umstadt, and then he's going to talk about this course. And it's going to basically go over everything you need to know about launching your book. And you'll learn proven principles and methods to help your next book or get your first book off the ground like a rocket. Thomas, the same way that I live and breathe podcasting, Thomas lives and breathes books. And then what's beautiful about it is his kind of mentor, James L. Rubart, it's kind of like getting Han Solo and Yoda at the same time. And the reason I think this is so important is this is the last time they're teaching this course. Now, the webinar you're signing up for, absolutely free, and you're going to walk away with a lot of great ideas and an offer. We're not going to lie to you. They're going to talk to you and ask you to take this course. But there's so much value in just the free webinar. I wanted to let you know that it's going on and it's happening very, very soon. March 21st. Look at the calendar. Yeah, that's like, holy cow, it's coming right up. All you have to do is go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. That's schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. I can't wait to see you there.